Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's under 16 or free. See you in Hot Springs at the Southwest Forest Products Expo. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% Need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, Tox picking it up. Let's go. Who the hell is he anyway? He never really talks much. Never concerned with status, but still even in starstruck. Humble through opportunities given despite the fact. The many misjudge because he makes a living from writing rats. Put it together himself, got a picture connect. Never asking for someone's help, but to get some respect. He's only focused on what he wrote. His will is beyond reach, and now it all unfolds. Skill of an artist. This is 20% skill, 80% fear. Be 100% clear, because Ryu was ill. Who would have thought he'd be the one that set the West in flames? And I heard him wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game. Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church. I like bleach, man. Ryu had this. Stupidest verses, dude, is the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots and stocks through the roof. I heard from with that guy. 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure. 50- the Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Hark Rider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have every Thing you need to fit your budget and style. I think it's going to be a great game uh, for Purdue, for Arkansas, for our fan base as well. Because it's it's I mean, you're going to you're going to be able to get a Big Ten team in here that I'm going to assume comes in anywhere from one to three, and they're really unique. They have incredible shooters. They were young last year. They have a a player that could be player of the year in college basketball who's overly unique in how you have to prepare for him. So I think it gives us a lot of a lot of really great things. And we referenced our Texas game even as we got ready for the NCAA tournament about things Texas did, about physicality. So hopefully this game this is this is a game that we're gonna be able to reference throughout the course of the season as well. All right, that is Eric Musselman met with the media yesterday talking about the Purdue game. And, yes, we asked about it or talked about it. How excited are you? Is it a good game? It's an exhibition game, yada, yada. And some guy wrote in yesterday. He's like, quit asking if it's a good game. It's a great game. Who's going to say it's a bad game? It's a great exhibition game. Anyway. No, I like, I like I love that they do that now. I, I think exhibition games against, you know, Oklahoma Baptist and things like that are a waste of time. There you go. Uh, here is... Um, Coach on no no offense against the Baptists okay yeah <laughs> there's coach against he looked at me when he said that you, you guys that aren't out there listening about a couple of uh, newbies Bay Fall and uh, and Blocker Bay got here a little bit later than some of the other guys he's he's a, a very very hard worker spends a lot of time on his own surprisingly can make threes at a much higher clip got to continue to work on hands. Catching the ball in traffic is is an area that we want to continue to uh, to work with him on, um, you know. And he's he's going to you know because he's a freshman, he's going to play a little bit catch up uh, on understanding as we add stuff. And again, he came late, so I think anybody that doesn't you know isn't here when when some of the foundation stuff has been put in, you're you're playing catch up, and certainly you know he falls into that. And then you know Layden is a, he's got a very mature approach to how he conducts I don't know if I've been around you know a player his age who comes in pre-practice and get, goes into the weight room and starts stretching and getting himself mentally ready to pl- to practice not play but to practice um, so he's got a, he's he's mature beyond what his age 
is, and, and he's a good leader on the floor, and he's got point guard characteristics for sure. Well, that's good. Um, let's go over to football. Arkansas got another signing for the 24 class, a linebacker, 6'3", 205, out of Georgia, who picked Arkansas, or at least is verbally committed, over uh, a bunch of lower-level SEC teams, depending on who you ask. I think they're lower-level. Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, Missouri, and Kentucky. Now, Josh Neighbors might tell you Missouri's the best program in the SEC, but he's got issues. <clears throat> At least they're beating out SEC teams. Yes, that's good. Anyway. Uh, I always like it when you sign kids early because I think you're getting who you want. You're not getting leftovers. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. not trying to fill a spot and taking the best available. You're, you're evaluating him, and you're saying he's good enough, and we want him, and you go get him. 17 total commitments now for Arkansas. For 25? For 24. 24. Then we got a few for 25, a couple for 25. Uh, last night, countdown to kickoff, really great event. Again, thanks to, thanks to the great sponsors, everybody from the Buzz, uh, all the people who came out and supported it. And we talked to uh, a handful of current players about the upcoming season. Look forward uh, to seeing them on the field now. And also talk to some former players about a number of different things. Ricky Williams, whose son Zach is a uh, super senior at Arkansas, talked about his time on the Hill. I have on my signature line, you know, former Razorback. So every email I send out, they're going to know I'm a former Razorback. And, you know, I, can't, I tell Zach all the time, you know, your dad's told you all, I mean, being a Razorback, especially a good Razorback, a good, clean Razorback, will get you a long ways, not only in this state, but around the world. We were in New York City, Kelly and I, and the kids were little, and a guy came up to me and said, hey, you're Ricky Williams. And I was the right Ricky Williams that time. I wasn't the one that went to Texas. And so, but it, anyway, it makes you very recognizable. It gives you so many opportunities, all these beautiful people. People here, you know, it gives you a chance to network with them being a former Razorback. And that's what I told him. I said, it's not about what you do on the field. It's how you network off the field to help you get to that next level. Because football only lasts this long. And your life is hopefully this long. And so I said, take advantage of those opportunities. These two guys, they were great at it. They took advantage of the opportunities. I'm so proud of them. Zach is good at it. And I'm so proud of him. You know, he's already investing his money. You know, he's not buying lavish things. And um, so it, it opens a lot of doors. These guys, he was talking about the Henrys and uh, Kevin Kelly joining us. We will uh, properly introduce him here in a second. But, Coach, I will let you weigh in on uh, the Kellys. I mean, it's just a family that is wrought with success. And it doesn't matter if uh, Dad, who's a preacher, uh, you see what the boys are doing now in the world of business. And, obviously, Hunter is continuing his football career at a high level and expected to be one of the go-to targets for the Patriots this year. And it's a family you know all too well. Yeah, you know, and it didn't surprise me. It was funny. There were funny stories when Hunter got his first big checks, you know, and I would ask I would ask Hudson or Hayden, I was like, did, did Hunter go buy a nice car? No, he's still driving the same crap car the forerunner had, <laughs> you know, as a sophomore or whatever in high school. And I'm like, well, you think he's going to? No, he, he, he was scared to buy anything. I think he bought himself a computer, though. And I'm like... Wow. You know, if I got that kind of money, that's why God didn't give me that much money, because I'd be going crazy. Well, he's married now, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's got somebody he's to help him with that. And <laughs> just had his second just had, just had his second kid, I think, a couple months ago. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, so, uh, he's but, spending money, I can promise and now, and now Hayden's at Stevens, and you know, if you're a Razorback, and you graduate, and you play football, and you've got any sense, and, and can market yourself a little bit, somebody great's going to grab you. I mean, yeah. he's at Stevens right now and, and doing well. I had lunch with him a couple weeks ago, and, and Hudson's going to end up doing the same thing. And, he's I mean, up at Walmart. He's doing well, sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're it, sharp, that whole family. Yeah, right? they're, they're sharp, down-to-earth, grounded. Their family kept them. Their dad yeah. and mom kept them grounded, like really grounded, Not that made them keep, stay humble because – Man, it's easy when, when you had all coming at you that Hunter did coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. All the people after him. I mean, thank goodness there's no NIL right. stuff then. Yeah. You know, I mean, it would have been easy. I'd have been thinking, like, I'm the best player in this state. You know, I'm going to wear a T-shirt that says I'm the best player yeah. in this state, and I'm only going to grant certain people. You know, I mean, it's – and they stayed grounded the whole time, so it's pretty it pretty cool. remind, It reminds me of my, my dad and stuff yeah. in high school. Yeah. It was like – you know, yeah. I was walking through one night after you know, and I was playing against five ten centers. Watch was, it, yeah. You, 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 I would, you would have been guarding me. Yeah, I guarded, I guarded guys. You know what? That were six seven when I was five five eight. And it was in, the in grade school. time of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard you tell stories about your dad. Uh, Mark, Mark told me when I asked Mark one time, he had great kids, and I always seek out great advice from people that have great kids. And I said, "Tell me the number one best thing 
you ever taught your boys, the lesson that you wanted your boys to learn. I'm thinking, be spiritual. You know, and there's so many things he could have said. He goes, I taught my boys to be tough. Because the world's tough, football's tough, everything's tough, yeah. life's tough, emotions are tough. He said, I taught them to be tough That's and embrace toughness. Pretty and, much way I was brought up. Yeah, yeah, you know, me too. But I'm like, in this day and age, maybe more beneficial oh, than no ever. Doubt. No doubt. You know? No doubt. Also had a time, uh, uh, chance to talk about Ryan Mount a little bit last night, and we had his his girlfriend Madison in the house, and his uh, aunt Teresa also was there with us last night. It was great for them to come, and and I was I was glad for them to be able to hear some kind words said about Ryan. I know they heard a lot of great things about him since his passing, and obviously it was weird, you know, a year later after having him at the event last year, you know, for us to be talking about him in the past tense. It's just insane, and and it's hard to believe, and still hard to really process all that. But anyway, I thought it was great to have uh, DJ Williams and and Tyler Wilson. And and Travis Swanson had not really been around. He's a very interesting guy, and I thought they were all very good about uh, sharing their thoughts. Here's something from DJ last night. If anyone who really knew Mallet, I mean, he's you can't describe him in one word. I mean, we all had different relationships with Mallet. Uh, obviously, we were the same year. We spent a lot of time on and off the field. You know, Travis probably the closest with Mallet. Mallet had his hands pretty much up his butt every snap. Uh, and you know, and Tyler, you know, you were in the meetings and uh, with practice, you know, each and every day with Mallet. And um, man, it's hard to put into one word uh, to describe this guy. Petrino was mentioned a lot last night and talking about how, you know, Tyler talked about how he was a little bit jealous about the way Ryan dealt with him versus the way he dealt with him. And I, I saw, and it may have been nervous laughter, and I didn't want to make it any more about Petrino than it already was, so I didn't really ask about the big differences and, and how he handled it when Petrino got on him. I almost want to do a documentary called Surviving Petrino. I mean, mm. almost like, you could you could get Lamar Jackson, all the quarterbacks that have played for Bobby over the years, and talk about how difficult it is, but again, I think he's certainly pushed guys to new heights. You just look at the record book. I mean, you got the top two quarterbacks in Arkansas history, both played underneath Bobby Petrino. Um, Travis Swanson talked about Mallet, though, and I want to stay there, and then we'll introduce Coach officially. And I want to talk about – I didn't get in this last night because it almost seemed inappropriate to even talk about the football part of it. It wasn't a big part of the story last night. It was about him as a guy uh, and as a coach, you know, a guy that was uh, had aspirations to become a, a really good coach, although it sounds like he modeled some Bobby Petrino behavior, we were told last <laughs> night. He was tough on his kids, but they liked it. They embraced it. But I wanted to talk about his arm talent because I went back and watched a lot of tape on him before we got ready for last night. And, I mean, some of the throws he made, you just do not see guys make. It was it was pretty ridiculous. Anyway, here's uh, Travis about uh, Ryan. That was another cool theme last night that came out was DJ talked about Ryan putting a word in for him uh, and helped him get back in the NFL. Left, left Green Bay and got an opportunity to play with, I guess it was the Patriots at that point. Is that what he said? Hmm. Yes. And yes. then um, and Travis talked about Ryan backing him. And giving him uh, kind of a you know some encouragement too. You know Ryan, what he meant to me was something where I, you listen to the the legacy families that were up here. I didn't have that. I kind of came on the scene. You know, I came to a one day camp, a Bob Petrino one day camp, and they were like, who is who is this? Who is this guy? They knew nothing about me. But you know, I think early on in my career here, there were all these mountains that you continually have to climb. That's just adversity. And you find early on one of the life lessons I learned is at the top of every mountain's the bottom of another one. And a big one uh, hit, you know, going into my redshirt freshman year. Uh, I was third on the depth chart, uh, starting camp, and, uh, you know, we had 20-something days to, to figure out how we we're going to start, and by the end of those 20 days, we were starting, beat a couple guys out, and uh, I think Ryan played such a huge role in the coaching staff making that decision, which springboarded me to, to begin to have the life that I have today. And I think there have been some monumental pieces and monumental individuals in my life that have allowed me to get to what I think is the best version of my life today. And I genuinely think if Ryan did not go to bat for me years ago uh, and put in a good word for me to get that job, who knows if, uh, if I'd have the life that I have today. Kevin Kelly dominated high school football in Arkansas, winning nine state titles in 18 years at Pulaski Academy. He's now turning his attention to dominating the airwaves on the zone. He's brought to you by Little Rock Athletic Clubs. Whether you love swimming, playing tennis, running, lifting weights, or playing basketball, you can do it all here. A new pickleball facility called The Park is expected to be finished in March as well. If you join the club now, you'll get 30% off the joining fee and have no contract. Pursue a healthier life and play on with Little Rock Athletic Clubs. 
mean, Joe can't whistle to it, but that is a great open. I don't know what dominate the airwaves means, but I like the word dominate. Sweep the leg. Sweep, Sweep the, the leg. leg. Kevin Kelly. It's a great open, Christian. Great job. I was thinking job. Death Blow, but I don't even know what movie that was from. I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. Say that one more time. Death, Death Blow. Blow. That sounds like uh, a video game. They would say Death Blow. It sounds like they Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it does sound like Mortal Kombat. So, Ryan Mallett, back to him for a second, Coach. Uh, you got a chance to watch him play. Uh, arm talent-wise, I mean, I haven't really seen too many guys roll through college around here that uh, have the special arm he had. You know, Bobby Trino obviously had a lot of confidence in him with six seconds left, backed up against his own goal line. He calls a pass play against LSU, and it worked out well. He ends up with an 80-yard touchdown. Yeah, arm talent-wise, maybe nobody ever better at Arkansas. I mean, name somebody. I don't have anybody. He's the standard. I mean, yeah. you'd have to go back way back to, like, Joe Ferguson. Ferguson yeah. Yeah, I still, I'd still put I'd still put Mallet up against him and anybody. I watch Ferguson some. It dates me a little bit, but no arm talent wise for sure. And then in Bobby Petrino's system and with him as a coach, you had no yeah, choice if you were going to be the starter to be the perfect. Yeah, and he could make the throws he wanted to make. You know, their favorite Bobby, one of Bobby's favorites is is the 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 bootleg out from the left side, fake the, fake the play actually left side, roll right and throw back to a receiver that everybody cleared on the left and he goes all the way across, it's a long dang throw and you add about 20 yards to it because of the you're throwing it across the field. So he's you know, you got to be able to throw the ball a good 50 yards mm-hmm. on a line. You can't hang that thing up there. Not many quarterbacks can do that, but Ryan Mallett, he could call anything at any time and he knew the ball was going to get there and he knew Ryan was going to do whatever it took to get it there. And so mm-hmm. that kind of talent opens the playbook for you a little bit on, on, as, a, as an offensive coach. And Ryan did that and evidently, like you heard all the stuff, it's cool to hear the stories and the players and the respect they had for him and the little things behind the scenes that he did that nobody knew about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as, as that. And then I got to know him a little bit as a coach. He and I met back in February or March. And uh, he was he was half jesting, but he really wasn't. He was like, you're not doing anything. Will you come down and be my offensive coordinator? <laughs> and I said, I said, Ryan, you don't want me to be. You're going to want to call the plays, you know. And he said, man, I, I just need somebody. He said, the coaching stuff was, you know, there's so much more you've got to do than I thought as the head guy. I thought it would be just football, but it's so much. So, man, that's the thing. The, the head coach, a great one, finds a way to do that other stuff. And I said, you'll get there. But it was funny talking to him and stuff, and I was thinking, me calling plays for Mallet. It seems kind of weird. <laughs> but Jerry's right on staff, too. That would have been ridiculous. Yeah, the, the crazy awesome. part, though, it is... a perfect storm because you all would want to... I mean, you want to throw it? We want to throw it. Yeah, yeah. We would all three be like, okay, who wants to throw it? Yeah, us. Okay. We'll talk. But the, the the hard part... I told Ryan the hard part for him would be, don't expect your quarterback to be, a, what you, to be able to do what you can do. Mm-hmm. I had to teach the same thing to Anthony Lucas. I'm like... You have no idea. You know, they they tend to think that everybody should be able to do close to what they should be able to do, but he was a freak. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, don't expect your guy to be able to do what you're able to do because that's just not the case. And it, and it never will be the case as long as you coach, probably, unless you just get really lucky. And uh, so it was a cool relationship I had with him. He was always super nice to me, and, and I enjoyed talking some ball with him. Did you uh, – our question of the day today is about quarterback playing the NFL. And did you uh, – whoever's phone that is, please stop. Um, thank you. Sorry. Sweep, sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. You're not going to dominate the airwaves like that, pal. I, I, I always turn it off except for now twice. It's okay. I know. I don't care. Some I've been on vacation. I was a, there was a, there was a, yeah. was, I, I was awful. Well, we spent too much time on this already. Anyway, Mike Greenberg, who I don't normally agree with, yeah. uh, probably is not being agreed with at least by a couple people in here again, talking about Justin Fields. I'll just play a snippet for this <laughs> of this for you. Um, by the way, the Athletic just came out with their list coach of the tiers of quarterbacks, and Justin Fields, I think, is third, maybe. Mm-hmm. I would like to take a moment to remind you of a young man that I'm I fear idiot. you may have forgotten. Once upon a time, he was the number one prospect in his high school class. He was a spot ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Then he threw 67 touchdowns and nine interceptions in college and led his teams to the playoff both seasons that he started. Of course, you know who I'm talking about. He's Justin Fields. And it's understandable if all those things have slipped your mind based on what has happened since. In two NFL seasons leading absolutely terrible teams, he has won just five of his 25 starts, and he has fumbled, been sacked, or intercepted 140 times. That's the most of any player over those two years. It's been so unsightly that some people thought the Bears should have used the number one pick this spring on a new quarterback. Well, let me tell you why they didn't. Because starting in week seven last season, While he was running for his life and throwing to a receiving core that can at best be called pedestrian, 
Fields had the fourth best QBR in the league, behind only Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and Josh Allen. Now he is set to follow Hurts and Allen again. Those two are the modern template for quarterback development. They're talented, in need of patience and coaching, and now look at them. Well, Fields is exactly the same. Frankly, he was a better prospect than either of those guys were. The final piece to the puzzle came this offseason with the Bears' acquisition of D.J. Moore. They are hoping he can be to Fields what Stefan Diggs and A.J. Brown were to his predecessors. And I'm here to tell you they got that absolutely right, all of it. The people of Chicago have been waiting all of their lives, like a century plus, for what they are finally about to have. Write it down. Justin Fields is going to be the next superstar quarterback in the NFL. Mike Greenberg on crack, or is he on to something here? He's on, uh, he's on something worse than crack. First of all, where did he get that QBR? Did he quantify that, and I didn't uh, hear it? He, he said, said after week seven. After week seven. Okay. It, it, that, that's awful. First of all, the first seven weeks count. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And second of all, they finally got him to go, hey, Justin, quit running back there playing backyard football. And you've got to you've got to get the freaking ball out. Nobody can block for you for ten seconds. That's what he was wanting to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, third of all, he was in the bottom half of the league in QBR overall. And uh, he made some big plays when he scrambles around, but it's not worth the big plays that he gave up or missed the pass on. People see when he scrambles and makes five yards, they don't understand. There probably was a guy down there open that he could have made twelve yards or fifteen or twenty or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and so the numbers are all skewed when you get out of the pocket that much. And he gets out of it way too much. He'll never finish a season as long as he does that. And I challenge you to find me an Ohio State quarterback. A many have come out highly regarded in the last 15 years, 10, 15 years. Find me one that's been successful in the NFL. And, and you've, you've turned over something I haven't found yet. Okay. It just you, doesn't happen. Do you think it's because of the system makes things too easy for them? Like they're just throwing to open people over and over again? I, I think that's some of it. Some of it is they do so much RPO stuff. Okay, Some quarterbacks have a hard time adapting. And they do a lot of RPO stuff. They're better than everybody else. They're, it's, it's also the, a little bit of the thing with the Bama QBs. They've got five seconds back there to throw. Right. Mm-hmm. In the NFL, you do not have it, and it's a different world when they're trying to kill you. I always say it's the hardest job in the world. But Justin Fields was either – I know for sure he's bottom three. He may have finished dead last in straight accuracy last year. They measure that within a yard of the center of the mass of the target he's throwing to. He was dead last or bottom three in accuracy. How would you like to be the guy that has to track all those passes? <clears throat> well, that, that's they, a tough they, gig. They just got those, yeah, they've got those things. Is that there. AI? Yeah, AI do that? that's all do that. But, but think about that. If you're a guy, now think if you're a receiver, and you're running and let's say you're stationary because there's a safety closing down on you. You ran a curl, curl route. And he misses by Two feet, considered accurate because he misses almost as much as anybody, and turns you into the guy instead of away from the guy. That's the kind of stuff that I saw Justin Fields do. Now, he's not doing it on purpose, obviously. That not only does that, gets a guy hurt, no yards after catch, however you want to look at it. All those little things factor into the things I evaluate him on. Can he improve? Can he get better? Can he be a guy that fixes all those things? Well, I don't know if he can fix all those things, but I think he can. I mean, everybody can, but now that's going to take the magic of a perfect quarterback coach and somebody that will hold him accountable. I mean, you've got to get in there. You've got to have somebody that sees the big picture. And regardless of what we believe, and we can take a look around the NFL, just because you're an NFL coach doesn't mean you know what you're doing. Like, you can fix that. You would think, well, any NFL coach could fix that. No, they can't because they don't see the big picture. They don't see that when you're running a crossing route, throwing it behind on the back hip, even though he catches it, he spins around. That cost him 20 yards. Mm-hmm. You know, and guys that don't see that don't fix those things. The tier, according to The Athletic, in this order, is Mahomes. And I did look. They have Joe Burrow second, ahead of Josh Allen. But again, it's a very close vote. Rodgers fourth and Justin Herbert fifth. Do you have an issue with any of that? Uh, I th- not really a big issue. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is on the way down. Mm-hmm. And I pointed this out to some colleagues I have in, in, in the game. And, and I said, watch. The last two years of his film, I went and watched his games. And... He doesn't move his feet nearly as well. He's not nearly as mobile. He used to be able to escape quickly and throw on the run. He's not trying to escape as much, and he's having to throw it sooner because he's finally lost a speed step. Now, his arm looks as good as ever, but he based a lot of his good throws and his open plays on mobility and be able to get out of the pocket quickly. He's losing that, and I think Aaron Rodgers is on the downswing. I don't think the Jets make the playoffs. Woo! Sean Payton blasted Hackett. And how uh, what do you, how you feel about that? And how do you think uh, how much 
do you agree with that? And do you do you think Peyton is going to make a huge difference? I think he's going to make a difference. I don't. I mean, he's clearly a better coach. Than but by the way, had. Peyton also said the Jets are going to implode too. He does not buy the Jets either, even with Rogers. So, uh, what do you think about all that? Well, I, I'm real, real familiar with the Broncos because I was doing a radio show there every other week last year, and uh, so I had to cover and make sure I knew everything about them. I think. First of all, Sean Payton's going to be the best thing Russell Wilson could have ever asked for. Not just in coaching him, but he's going to fix his feet. You lose your feet when you get the crap knocked out of you ever they play. They were the second worst line in the league last year. But Sean Payton saying what he said, was he right? Absolutely. I think he was right on target. I like that uh, uh, he says what he means, means what he says. Was it the wrong time? Maybe. But I think as much as anything, you know, he came out and said, you know, maybe I shouldn't have said that at that time, whatever, whatever, whatever. I think he did it for his team to realize, hey, I don't want you guys to lose confidence. I want you to know that I didn't think you were coached well. Mm -hmm. Now, should you say that to the media? I don't know. But you know when you say it to the media, it's one thing to say it in the locker room. When you say it to the media, the players are like, he went out there on a limb and knew he was going to get bashed a little bit. He really believes this, that we are a good football team. Yeah, Wes or Christian said that yesterday, too. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I hadn't thought about that. That's an astute point. For, and he did it for Russell Wilson. Yeah, he did it to say, "Hey, look, it's not, it's not, it's like, uh, it's like uh, Robin Williams' character in uh, Goodwill Hunting. It's not your fault. Yeah. It's not your fault." Now I don't know if Russell Wilson cried in his arms, but it, it's not your fault. <clears throat> I can't wait until because did you see Aaron Rodgers come back on mm-hmm. the in the NFL interview yeah. and and take yeah. up for Hackett and say it's his favorite coach he's ever played for. I can't wait till eight games in. <laughs> and Rogers is so pissed off, he won't speak to the media, and he's really pissed at Hackett for, for not calling plays he wants him to. It's like I can't wait to see uh, Coach Prime oh. in October. Same. Yeah, same. I, I hope Colorado hits well, too. He's going to get his comeuppance, and if he doesn't, he will when he comes to the Big 12, even as marginal as that league is. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got to hit a break. You going to stick around? i got to go. i got to go pick up my granddaughter. Oh. Nice. I can't make fun I of heard that. The, I heard the Holy Soul story. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that that's funny. It makes me think of that every time I see Damn a kid. Damn rabbits. They're great kids. I know Damn the rabbits. rabbits. Yeah. Damn rabbits. Damn rabbits. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> they got to go down. They're going down today. Let's pray. I don't want to pray. <laughs> <laughs> pray get beat by 20. All right, Joe. Thanks, man. Thanks to Corky's again for the support last night. Everybody had a great time. Appreciate Intern. it. Intern. Intern. <laughs> go to Oklahoma State and do us proud. Yeah, and if uh, Dana tries to call you, re- reject those, will you? <laughs> All right, we'll be back. It's 11.33. Uh, we're going to talk to Michael Felder. We'll get into the second tier and third tier quarterbacks as well with Coach coming up and Michael Felder. Great job, Joe. Um, and our friends at Oaklawn, ready and waiting for you. If you want to have some fun, it's a one-stop shop. 24-7 smoke-free casino. Not a big gambler? That's okay. Lots of great dining options there, both casual and high-end. If you have not been to the uh, Oak Room or if you haven't been to... The Bugler, you need to make it a point to get down there real soon. Also, they've got a lot of fun in the Mainline Sports Bar. Even when there isn't live racing, it's on the racing side, but there are uh, all kinds of things to do over there, including 90 large screen TVs. you got great food options. you got the Top Golf Swing Suites, and uh, it's just an absolute blast to hang out over there. And they've got live music coming in the Event Center. Nitty Gritty Dirt Band is in September. That's next month. Buddy Guy in November. And Blues Traveler. November 17th. Tickets are on sale at oaklawn.com for all those. And, of course, they've also got live music every weekend at Pops. So, go have some fun. It's at Oaklawn. Down in Hot Springs, enjoy yourself. And don't forget about the spa, all the info. And you can book your room, too, at oaklawn.com. Want to know about bass tournaments and some of the best fishing spots in the state? Well, listen to Fishing Arkansas Sunday mornings with Big Sarge and his crew. Fishing Arkansas is presented by Axles Plus, Arkansas River Valley Roofing and Restoration, Globe Life Everett & Associates, and Dr. Brad White at Searcy Dermatology. It's Fishing Arkansas Sunday mornings on 103.7 The Buzz. This is Sports Center. Arkansas basketball head coach Eric Musman spoke to the media yesterday about how summer workouts are going for the team. He specifically complimented Louisville transfer guard L. Ellis. L. Ellis was was uh, was really quiet. Was doing what he should do as an individual. I don't know if I've seen a player change so quickly in his uh, leadership, his verbal command of the floor. Uh, been really cool to see in a very short period of time. The Arkansas basketball season is still three months away, but the Purdue-Arkansas exhibition will be on October 28th at Bud Walton Arena. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network.
Brandon Moving and Storage has served Central Arkansas since 1965 and continues to provide professional service, local reliability, and community investment. We provide residential and commercial moves, local, national, and international service, commercial warehousing and distribution, unpacking services, and custom packing and crating. Let Central Arkansas's trusted Beacons agent help you with your next move. Brandon Moving and Storage. You make a move, we make it easy. What's your Oaklawn? Maybe it's lounging under a cabana at our sparkling pool or unwinding with a massage at the luxurious Astral Spa. It could be dining in elegance, then hitting the casino for fun and high fives. And while you're here, you could explore thermal spas, dining and shopping on Bathhouse Row and Hot Springs National Park, just steps away from the resort. Discover your Oaklawn. Make reservations today at oaklawn.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Fellas, Clint Sterner here. Let me get your attention real quick, man. If you've noticed a lack of energy or a lack of motivation and drive, it could be low T. What's that mean? If you want to get back to feeling your best, you need to schedule your health assessment at Low T Center ASAP. It's quick, it's easy, and now it's convenient. Low T Center offers monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near Low T Center or you just need the convenience of at-home treatment, they'll ship your treatments directly to your house. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. From sales, service, parts, and rental equipment, River Valley Tractor does it all and does it right. Your leading Kubota dealer is right around the corner with five locations throughout Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor, serving Central Arkansas and Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, and Pine Bluff. Work smarter this year, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. Online at rivervalleytractor.com. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. You're listening to The Zone with Justin Acree and Wes Moore in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network. It's 11.38, talking quarterback play with Kevin Kelly. And now Michael Felder joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Great to have Michael back, and uh, always fun to have Coach in, obviously. Especially this cool new open. You are the best around. That's the nicest thing you ever said. Buddy, I'm going to say more nice things before the day's over. Michael, welcome. How are you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys doing? Uh, we are great. We are great. Thank you for asking for a, uh early August day. Camp starts this week. So, you know, I blinked, Michael, and the off season's over. I don't know what happened. Yeah, it's gone, man. I um, I spent all last week uptown at ACC Media Days, so I'm kind of feeling the same way. Like, woo! Like it was that was my that was the switch. I didn't have it when I was in Chicago, just because I wasn't doing media days as much. But now I'm right back into it and walking into that atrium, walking down Radio Row. It's like, yep, it's here. Time to get going. As a guy who calls Central Arkansas, I'm rooting for Florida State and Michael Norvell. Uh, they got picked second, I believe, behind Clemson in the ACC. What do you think about the stack over there? I think it's, I think we might get that rematch that everybody was talking about. When I was there, kind of the buzz um, was just the the idea that Florida State is getting closer to where we want them to be as a football team, and I think that's really fun. It's really important for the league. And there are two separate things. There's folks from an interleague standpoint thinking Florida State has to be good, um, so that because who else could who could be the third team or who could be a team of surprise team, whether it's Pitt or Louisville or whoever. And then from the outside looking in, from a national perspective, everyone was like, "No, Florida State just has to be good. They got to beat LSU." And then even if they lose to Clemson, they have to have that rematch with Clemson, so that you're looking at an 11 and one Florida State taking on a, a, a 12 and 0 Clemson or vice versa. And I think that's going to be kind of the most interesting things for the league and if you limp in at 10-2 and two, uh, if you're Florida State uh, coming off of that obviously the LSU game and losing to Clemson as well you come in at 10-2 and two, it's not nearly as um, remarkable as when you come in with, with that full strength 11-1 and one type record yeah I don't think we've had you on since SEC media days either um, yeah with the, one of the things that stood out and there wasn't a lot this year but it was the fumbling around I guess by Jimbo Fisher when he was asked about the dynamic between he and Bobby Petrino and how they're going to handle that. 
What did you Ooh. make of that, and how do you expect that to go? Is it going to work out, or is it going to be an issue? I mean, that's up to Jimbo, honestly. It's up to him. Because uh, this could be a nightmare, or this could be a dream. And the reality of it is, when a guy that is so confident in what he does, like Jimbo, when he has to make a choice that says, hey, I'm not that good, I need somebody else to run this, you got you to you eat some of your own pride a little bit. And so it's going to be interesting to see how this dynamic works out. And if they don't have results early, then Jimbo, I, I think, is going to start to put his hands in the you know put his hands in the batter. But if it works out early, I think Jimbo will feel more comfortable taking that step back. But it's one of those things where you know it's not just too many cuffs; it's also uh, ego and it's, it's it's control over how we do things, when we do things, when we call plays, how we call plays. And I'm listen as a man, not a huge Bobby Petrino guy, but as a football coach. Love what he brings to the table in terms of working levels. He's part, Bobby Petrino is a big part of the reason why I'm excited for Brom at Bull, mm-hmm. like and why we love Brom at, at, at Purdue. And so, all those things kind of work hand in hand. And so, I'm looking forward to watching him play, um, or watching him coach, and seeing what he gets out of these players. Last night, Michael, we uh, we had an event. Uh, we call it Countdown to Kickoff, and we had some current mm-hmm. Razorback players, some former players up there. And one of the things we did last night was uh, honor Ryan Mallett, who you know, passed away far yes. too soon, and a guy with extreme arm talent, an incredible guy, and just a fun guy to be around. He was with us, actually, at the event the, the previous year. Tyler Wilson, who's the all-time leading passer just ahead of Ryan at Arkansas, was with us and talked a little bit about it, you know, his fallen teammate, and they also couldn't help, he and some of his other teammates, getting into uh, the dealing with Petrino, you know, and that's been long, right. pretty long uh, chronicled, I guess, of dealing with him. I never really heard a whole lot about Lamar having issues with him over Louisville during his Heisman year, but I, I want to do a documentary called Surviving Petrino, Michael. I think it would be very compelling. Yeah. The guy makes people better, but he, he certainly scars some people as well. Yeah, he's listen, he coaches you like a grown man. Like, he don't, there's no, this isn't no baby back, you know, whatever. Like, this is for real, like, I'm a, you do what I do, do it my way. I'm the one. Like he, he walks in. He said, I'm, he walks in like he's the smartest man in the room, and he pushes everybody to get better. And if you don't do it his way, you can you can you can find out the highway. And so it's just it's been interesting to watch that. Obviously, from the, from Arkansas from the Arkansas standpoint, talking to folks that work with the Falcons, operate short stint there, and then looking at talking to Louisville folks because he's in the ACC. He was in the ACC, and it just is one of those things where this guy knows what he's talking about, and um. Look, I, I, I worked for a long time with a guy who played under uh, Paul Petrino mm-hmm. and, uh, when he was a blue to Illinois. And Paul was kind of the same way, and Brom kind of came up through that system, which is why I am excited for Louisville, uh, because he gives you – the thing with Petrino is he does give you leeway, right? Like, from a locker room standpoint, he lets you guys hang out. But when it's time to work, you better show up. With your, with your lunch tail, you better show up with your show. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I, th- I think the the – uh, you know, everybody's asking about the Petrino-Fisher marriage. I think it could be even better than everybody thinks for the possibility of, we're talking about all these things about Petrino. When he's a head coach, he can get away with saying and doing whatever he's doing with the players. Yeah. And he's tough, tough, tough. As an assistant, you got to back off a little bit, and I think that backing off might be the magical thing that puts him up a notch higher because he can't be quite as harsh, quite as difficult. Because, man, it is a it, it is a very shock value to get used to a guy like that mm-hmm. because he's like mm-hmm. he's as hard as everybody says. And I think it could be good with him and his assistant. I'm, I think he might be a better assistant than he is a head coach. Is Jimbo a player's coach kind of atmosphere culture guy? He is. He is. And I think yeah. that's the perfect marriage between a guy like Petrino, because I don't think Jimbo's got a choice. Everybody's like, well, if Jimbo can swallow his pride, I don't think he's got a choice. I think he had to hire him and to keep no. and not, not nullify that big contract he's got and get out of a buyout if they want to fire him or whatever. But but I think it's the perfect marriage because Jimbo's going to now be able to provide more relational stuff with the players at a better atmosphere, and Bobby Petrino can't hurt it as badly as he does. As, and I'm a big Bobby Petrino fan. He told me the reason he is like he is, and I and I get it. But I think he it? won't be able to hurt it, huh? Why is he? A really, really tough story that happened to him, a kind of a betrayal thing in the NFL. Hmm. I'll tell you off the air. Okay, great. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Talking to Michael Felder on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Have you, has that been your experience, Michael? You agree with that? No, I, I think that I think coach is, is probably spot on. Uh, taking something off your plate. We saw it happen with Steve Sarkeesian, right? I still don't know if he's a good head coach, mm-hmm. but I know that he's a really good offensive coordinator, and I think those are two completely different jobs. And for Petrino, there's probably going to be a want to have more control. 
uh, which is kind of to me feels a little different from uh, Sark when he was whether he was in the NFL or he was at Alabama. But the point remains the same: you don't have that much control, or you can't have that much control. The head coach has that control. The head coach designs all those things, and he's listening to people that aren't you, uh, not or aren't just you, in terms of input on how to handle situations and how to handle his players. So I think that's an, a good thing. Jim can circle back, focus in on this team as a unit, right? We were all underwhelmed by A&M a season ago. Everyone, like to the team. We're all underwhelmed by them a season ago. Mm-hmm. And Haynes King is now, you know, out the building. We'll see what they're going to get. But this is one of those things with, um, with with respect to Petrino where Petrino multiple times has had to, what do we call humble himself, right? Yep. Like the, the NFL situation, that was, that was really hard for him to take. And then obviously the Arkansas situation, which you guys are, I'm sure, well aware of, mm. that was rough. Going back to Louisville, okay, I guess this is what we're going to do. So it's going to be interesting to see what is it, Cutter Wegman and Max Johnson are there, and we'll see what this looks like. But, man, I am – it's all about levels with, with Petrino. For Petrino, all he has to do is worry about levels and worry about finding spots where guys sit down versus keep running uh, with respect to his wide receivers and his tight end spot. I think we've got an opportunity to watch him really get back to, you know, kind of get back to brass tacks. Uh, Michael, you know, I don't normally write swear words in the lineup, but I had to today. My, my lineup reads uh, under college sports, Arch Manning's about a valuable card, UCA All-Americans, the GAC, and what the F, Iowa State. Um, can you yeah. can you make any sense of this? Their starting quarterback in all 12 games last year has now been caught up in this gambling deal as more details come out. And in addition to that, Coach, we were talking about the Broncos earlier and Russell Wilson's return with Peyton uh, as his head coach. They've got a guy who uh, played for them last year and now has been suspended indefinitely because he's an Iowa State guy too, because he bet on Broncos games. I mean, Michael, listen, here's the deal. I don't think this is terribly hard to understand. I mean, you're not really supposed to be gambling as a college athlete, period, but certainly not on your own games, and the NFL guys know better too. It is amazing to me how these guys just basically flew in the face of all convention. It's quite remarkable to me. I I think Sean Sean Payton said it best the other day. They're not doing a good enough job educating these guys. I mean, they know they're not supposed to gamble on their own games. I'm I'm not. Pete Rose, anyone? Well, who is Pete Rose to someone that's 21 years old right now? Yeah, Uh, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Like, here's the thing. I agree with you. I agree with with Coach. I agree with Sean Payton. Like, they aren't doing as good a job. They like when I was like they. And the problem is, the water is so muddy right now. Mm -hmm. When it comes to daily fantasy, when listen, I used to work for Sinclair like full time, and Sinclair. Guess what? They let Valley, the uh, gambling organization, sponsor their station. Mm -hmm. Uh, They run Sinclair. They run um, BetMGM on their you know BetQL daily, and we see shows that are done by 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 daily fantasy all over the place and so it's one of those things where in 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 your world like they're like yeah it's legalized sports betting you can gamble illegally in america it's okay and i i kind of run this parallel to uh the thc situation or the, the cannabis situation where you're looking at like well why can't i do it if everybody else gets to do it why can't i do it and i mm-hmm. i think you've got to do better education in terms of what they can't because here's the key you got to let people know what they can bet on, what they can't bet on, what's going to destroy their career if they bet on, which is their own team, their own school. And then you have to, you do need to let them know what they are allowed to do. Right. Because these are not just individuals operating in a small society that is their team. These are individuals that are operating in a larger society now where they, they are, they're a part of society. Like they, this is, it's way different than. 10, 15, obviously 20 years ago, where those were best placed with the bookie and you got to worry about a guy coming by to break the knee and this whole deal. Now this is about, oh, I'm on my phone. My friend over here, my friend in my same frat, he's doing this. Why can't I do this? Right. Or if I'm going to do it, I need to do it this way. I need to do it with that guy. And it's just a very different world. Like, it's, it, this isn't the gambling, like, the issues for gambling before are not the same as the issues for now. Before, we were worried about point shaving, right? Mm-hmm. We were worried about the mob. We were worried about all these mm-hmm. things taking place, guys getting hurt. And now what we're looking at, like, like this isn't Tim Dine. What we're looking at now are guys just, like, placing, like, 300 and something back. Come on. Like, right. that's, not, no. that's not running up to your bookie and putting, you know, let me get 100 on this, 100 on that. That's like, oh, man, I got five bucks to get me five, three dollars because I want to parlay. The other day on the on the Knicks the, the Knicks the the Knicks the Nuggets and the Mavericks, this is like 
Like, that's what this is for them. It's just numbers on a screen. Like, it's not yeah. the same as going to some guy down at the dock. No doubt. And giving him an envelope of cash. Yeah, I saw one of the wrestlers that got busted in this thing bet 45 grand. I mean, it's a significant amount of money for a college guy, especially guys that doesn't yeah. have a lot of NIL money coming yeah. in. Even, I mean, Iowa State Wrestling is probably doing about as well as anybody, but I'm guessing he doesn't have piles and piles of it. So, Quick question. What's the downside if they said, look, fine, you NFL guys can bet. You can only bet on your team, your team to win. Yeah. Then they got more I mean, instead of to win. Yeah. Well, I, I actually, I will tell you this. I had college buddies, Michael, who did have a bookie, who did bet on themselves during football games in college. So sure. it certainly has happened a lot. We just don't know about it because it's not all tracked online like it is when you go through DraftKings or other sites. Bingo. So. That's the, you're, you hit the nail on the head. And I, listen, I, same thing for me. And I, like, I, 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 know, I know guys like on and off. Like, on, like I have teammates that I know that gambled on us, but I also have frat brothers that they gave the money to to go to the boogie with to bet on mm-hmm. it. So it's and they also have frat brothers that, that were like, so is he gonna go this so they have that in, that extra inside sure. information as well that most people don't get. So yeah, quarterbacks hurt, you, you bet against us. Hard, yep. You bet. You gotta make hard and fast rules and the rules have to be enforceable, but what we're seeing is a different type of gambling. We're seeing a different form. It's manifesting it's the manifestation that we're seeing right now is something that there are no guardrails for, there are no rules for right now. It's a matter of, are you dumb enough to get caught? Right. And how can they catch you? That's the question that I keep asking. How do these guys get caught? Right. Because are they using their regular phone? <laughs> are yeah. they using their regular name and email? Yeah, well, they're like, tracking what? it for sure by okay. IP, you would think. But um, Decker's going to fight it, apparently. So we're, I, this is, it's not going to be quite like the O'Bannon case, but it's going to be sure. one that people will keep an eye this on for sure. We'll deal. see. Yep. All right, we got to run, Michael. Great stuff. I appreciate you. I know you're grinding now. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Sounds good. You guys take it easy. All right, buddy. Good stuff. Good discussion with Michael today. we got to run out to Guadney Chevrolet, Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Great deals happening right now. Looking to move out all the 2023s, making way for the 2024s. They're starting to arrive, so they got to get rid of all those 2023s, and they're going to give you a good deal. They're going to pay you top dollar for the vehicle you're driving right now. Still looking for quality cars, trucks, SUVs. They're going to pay you well for that vehicle. You'll be able to pay off your note, have a little extra cash, put it down for a new vehicle, lower your payments. It's a good time to be shopping for a new vehicle. Head out to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville and see our friends at Guatney Chevrolet. Pickleball, one of the fastest growing games in the country. The Little Rock Athletic Club is currently building a state-of-the-art indoor pickleball facility that will open in the early part of 2024. Play pickleball indoors and be free from the heat, cold, wind, sun, rain, and insects. Pickleball at the Little Rock Athletic Club will have observation areas, lounge areas, flat screens. It is a family-friendly facility. Join the Little Rock Athletic Club today and save 30% off joining fees with no monthly contracts. LRAC.com for more information. That's LRAC.com. The Little Rock Athletic Club. This is for the men who never settle, the ones who miss the fairway all day and still pull out the big stick, the type of guys who will always prefer to be behind the grill than in front of the camera, and the men who never let their friends forget about a high school nickname. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Who wants to settle for a single TV? With more TVs, bigger screens, plus our fabulous scenic views, there's more to watch at Twin Peaks. It's Justin Acre for Serta Pro Painters, and I get so excited when I get a chance to call my friends at Serta Pro and tell them I've got a new project for them. Serta Pro can help take your idea for a project and make it even better. The good thing is, you know you can get on the schedule and get that project started quickly. But it is starting to fill up fast, so you need to get on the schedule ASAP with my friends at Serta Pro. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. These folks live in your community and want to help you get the best paint job possible. Schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago, and ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com.
RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, you and I have been doing ads for a long time, but I didn't realize how long Southern Bank's been doing this. We're a 136-year-old bank and recognized as one of the strongest banks in the country. And Chris, with unstable times, it's always nice to know that your bank is stable. It's not only our financial strength, but it's also our employees. You'll see the same familiar faces ready to help you every day with your banking needs. If you want to see the Southern Bank difference, go to bankwithsouthern.com or call 501-424-0900. It's Southern Bank. FDIC. Hey, this is Trey Johnson with HJ Trailer Sales in Hot Springs. You know if there's an accessory for your truck, we carry it. Now, let's talk trailers. Need a trailer to carry your golf cart to the golf course? We got it. Need a trailer to carry your side-by-side to the Duckwoods? We got it. Need a trailer to carry your cattle to the sale barn? We got it. Need a trailer to carry your bulldozer? We got that too. Trailers from Delta, Stagecoach, BCI, and Good Guys. HJ Trailer Sales, 808 Albert Pike in Hot Springs. Find us on Facebook or online at hjtrailersales.com. Welcome back to The Zone. Did we say something stupid or wrong? Uh, it is Stevie Wonder's birthday. The Jamie Foxx movie was awesome. The Jamie Foxx movie. We that played Ray Charles. Let us know by hitting us up through live fan feedback or on the text line. Now, back to the mostly correct zone. All right, welcome back. 11.56 in the zone. Just about out of time for this hour. Kevin Kelly joining us thanks to the Little Rock Athletic Clubs. And you heard it in the open. I mean, they've got... Just about everything you could possibly want from an athletic standpoint. Speaking of athletes, we were talking about Tier 1, Tier 2 quarterbacks. Coach, we haven't gone through the Tier 2 quarterbacks, according to the athletic. Lamar Jackson, who, again, you know, I assume he can play his way back into the top tier. Trevor Lawrence, another guy that's right on the cusp. Dak, Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson, and Kirk Cousins. Have an issue with any of those at the next level? Matthew Stafford. Yeah? Yeah. I, mean, I, I, just don't, I think they're on the downhill slide. I think they've got offensive line problems. They lost They lost OBJ. I mean, they've, they've got some problems. Kirk Cousins is a Tier 1 human being, you can tell from he watching that quarterback sure series. He for sure is that, and, and, and his receivers might make him a Tier 1 quarterback. Okay. Is he uh, a Tier 2 quarterback safely, in your opinion? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Justin Jefferson can make a lot of guys better, you're telling me? Yeah, and with the loss of Dalvin Cook, That's gonna probably going to have to... Probably gonna, mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be a good issue for him... Fantasy-wise, I think they're going to throw the football a little bit more. They're supposed to be behind a little bit more this year, and so I think that's going to be a big thing for him. Do they fix their offensive line at all? Yes. Yeah, they addressed it. Good. I don't know how much better they got, and I hope they did because I'm a big – I like Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I do too. He gave one of the best speeches at a coach's clinic that you could ever listen to in the entire world. I mean, just a ahead-of-his-game guy. But I'm, I'm a big fan of watching Justin Jefferson play. And just because he's so freaking good, and I want to have a good quarterback throwing in the ball. I'm dating a Bears fan, and there's nothing better than watching her be torn because she really likes Kirk Cousins watching this quarterback series. It's pretty oh, yeah. hilarious. Does she think Justin Fields is good? She thinks he's phenomenal. I think well, she likes him more than Mike Greenberg does. She's in him for a rude awakening. I'm not going to tell her. <laughs> Adding the price of ribeyes per pound, the potatoes, salad, drinks, then the charcoal. What are you doing, Hope? And what's with the calculator? Oh, hey, Courtney. Trying to add up the cost of throwing a cookout. Why would you go through all of that when you could just go to the butcher shop instead? Wait, what? Now, that's a great idea because by the time I buy everything at the store, I could have just gone to the butcher shop instead and saved money.